Hi, this is Tina. I have a confession to make. I am a very picky eater. Let's talk about this. Hi, this is Tina from Tales from Tina. Thank you very much for listening to the inaugural episode. Ever since I've been really little, I have been an extremely picky eater. My mom and dad knew if I didn't like something right away when I was a real little baby because I would stick my tongue out. And what they'd have to do is they would have to wipe the food off my tongue and try again. I'm sure I frustrated my poor mom because there were so many things I really didn't care for. And when I became a child, it it just got worse. My mom used to make this stuff called shepherd's pie. It was, ugh, instant mashed potatoes, and it was veggies that she put in there, including my most unfavorite vegetable in the world, green beans. And then she would do like a ground beef mixture, and it was shepherd's pie. She would bake it, and it was easy for her to make. There were three of us kids. There wasn't really a lot of time to cook something. She can put that in the oven and have it done in like 30, 45 minutes. My most unfavorite dinner, and I would usually pick at it, and another little habit I had when I was younger, I would take the unfavorite parts of the meal, like say for instance the green beans, and I would put them in a neat little pile on the corner of my plate. Now the funny thing is I loved green beans in a can, but the frozen green beans, nah, I wasn't feeling that. One of the dishes that's really popular in Hungarian cuisine is stuffed peppers. Well, you know, I love stuffed peppers, but I would only eat the inside. And my mother and my grandmother would try to get me to eat the cabbage on the outside. I don't like cabbage. I don't like sauerkraut. So I would only eat the inside. And even to this day, cabbage and me, we're not friends. We never have been friends. We never will be friends. Well, throughout my whole life and even through my teenage years, the picky food thing just continued. When I was in high school, fun fact about me, the entire four years I was in high school, I never bought a full school lunch. I would go to like the concession area and I would get like a milkshake or french fries or something. That would be my lunch. And lots of times I wouldn't eat lunch because, ugh, the school lunches back in them days, they were disgusting. They were like... If you looked at it, it looked like it died two days before. It was just something you didn't even want to touch with a 10-foot pole. Well, mom never could figure out during dinner time what to make for me because I was so fussy. Fortunately, there are a lot of things I do like, but it's within a narrow scope. Like, you know, I, I typical kids, you know, I like hamburgers, I like french fries, I like roast chicken, I like soup. I could eat soup every day of my life. I love popcorn. There's certain things, even now, I have like a narrow spectrum of things that I will eat. But since I got out of my teens, I've been more willing to try things. Now here's what's really weird. When I was a kid, I loved olives. Not the black olives, I still don't like those, but I love the green olives. Now my taste buds have changed and I really don't care for those pimento green olives. Matter of fact, it kind of makes me make a face just thinking about it. But I've developed a like, not a love, but 
I'll, I'll eat some green beans. I'm not going to say I'm going to love the experience, but I will eat some green beans. However, I won't, will never eat beets. I mean, oh, my grandmother, oh, she would love to make beets with everything. There was always a plate of beets anytime a meal was made. It was, it was like a plate right there. Oh, come on, honey, have some beets. No, 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 thanks, Grandma. And she, she puts them on my plate anyway. And I would have maybe one or two just to try to make her happy. And the one thing that really bothered me so much about beets, so much, was when the juice would run into my mashed potatoes. That just ruined the whole thing. I really tried to keep beets out of my existence. You know, something about them, they just kind of like... It's kind of like a river of beef juice that just infiltrates everything and ruins the whole meal. So, no, Beats and I never do get along. And there was a time in my 30s when I lived with my grandmother for a little bit before I moved out, after my parents had moved to Georgia. And she would love to buy these frozen bags of dinner. It was like pasta and veggies and chicken or whatever. And she loved these things. They were called voila. Excuse me, you can still get voila at pretty much any grocery store. There was always a problem with those stupid voila dinners. I mean, I realized they were inexpensive for her and she really enjoyed them and that was great, but they all contain the evil vegetable broccoli. Now, if green beans and I didn't get along, broccoli and I certainly do not see eye to eye and never will. It seemed like inevitably I was the one that ended up with all the broccoli. Oh, honey, don't you like broccoli? No, Grandma, I I appreciate you made this, but I I really don't. Well, I thought you liked that. No, I'm I'm not crazy about broccoli. I'm really sorry. It's just not my thing. So broccoli and I, even though all this time have passed, we, no. It's green. It's got a texture to it I don't care for. There's another food that I don't like, that, uh, two foods I don't like at all that other people really enjoy. A lot of other people I know love watermelon. I don't do melon. I just, ugh. Something about melon, I don't know what it is. It's maybe that Swedish sourish type of, I have no idea. But melons of any kind, it's like cantaloupe. Uh, no. And, you know, watermelon, everybody loves it. It's pink, it's delightful looking, it's friendly. It just says, oh, I'm a refreshing summer treat. I remember trying some one, some one time when I was at a picnic at a, as a five-year-old. And it was a very hot day and the adults were all dying from the heat. But I was a kid. You know, kids can handle the heat somewhat a lot better. They run around, they don't care, they just have fun. Well, I saw this big, huge watermelon and I wanted a piece of it. And I'm thinking, great, this thing's pink, it's juicy, it's beautiful, it's going to taste like candy. I was so disappointed. Oh, honey, you don't like that? No, no, I don't like it. I'm sorry. Thank you, though. And I thought, getting older, well, let's go ahead and give the watermelon a try again, because when when you get older, sometimes your taste buds change. But, um, I mean, I could maybe eat it a little, but I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. I'm sorry. I just don't. Same thing with coconut. A lot of people love to load coconut in certain desserts. If you put coconut on something for me, you've pretty much proverbially given it the kiss of death because I won't go within 25 feet of that stuff. I don't like the texture. The texture really, really 
Ugh, it makes my gums itch just thinking about it. Well, you know, time has gone on. I've kind of expanded my tastes, but there's still some things I won't touch. I remember as a teenager, you know, I love Jello. Jello with fruit, that's one of my favorites, probably one of my favorite desserts. I like it better than cake. I like it better than ice cream, anything. I, I am a Jello queen. I love that stuff. Well, growing up as a teenager at home, my dad and my brother loved this delicacy called pickled pig's feet. It's a Hungarian thing. I know other nationalities enjoy it too, but they would make it the Hungarian way. Oh, it's so good. You don't know what you're missing. Well, if you don't want it, that just leaves more for us. That's fine. But it was disappointing because my, my mom or maybe dad, I think it was dad that really made it. He would put it in the same Pyrex plate that my mom would sometimes make jello with. So I'd see this Pyrex plate in the kitchen, in the fridge, and it was covered over with uh, aluminum foil, sometimes saran wrap, and I wasn't, wouldn't think about it, and then I'd pull up the top and I'd be like, oh, no, not this stuff again. That awful pinkish, whitish, congealed, ugh, ugh, no, that would ruin my appetite. I'd just cover it up and close the refrigerator door and say, forget it, there's no way. No way whatsoever. Another thing I really hated, oh, I still hate it, sauerkraut. Oh my goodness, sauerkraut. Please do not put sauerkraut on my food. You'll ruin my food. I know that a lot of people love sauerkraut, but it doesn't smell that great or taste that great the day before. And if it's allowed to sit overnight, you walk into, after you wake up out of bed, you walk into the kitchen the next morning, and you know exactly what that stench smells like the next morning. It smells like someone needs to go to the bathroom. And I'll just let your imagination roll with that. So in conclusion, all these years later, I am still a picky eater. I'm not ashamed of it. It's a fact of life for me. It's part of my personality trait, traits, imperfections, whatever you want to call it. Fortunately, there are more things I like and I'm more willing to try things now, but there's still stuff that I just don't really enjoy. On Facebook, there was this quiz about being a picky eater and mark off all of the things that you just won't won't touch. And my score was one of the highest. I think the highest score you can get was like 26 and I got 18 and my sister had done the same quiz and then she went through my results and she's like, Oh my goodness, you're really bad. I said, yeah, I'm bad. I'm terrible. I'm absolutely terrible. So in conclusion, being a picky eater, yeah. Unfortunately, a couple of my family members younger than me have inherited the trait of pickiness, and I feel bad for their respective parents, but, you know, can't control what you inherit. And I have another confession to make. Mom, do you remember back in that summer, it was like around 1973-1974, and you had raspberry bushes planted in the backyard, and that particular year, you didn't really have a whole lot of raspberries to pick? It wasn't the bunny that ate them, it wasn't the stray dog that ate them, 
it was me. So, I owe you a jar of, Jan- of raspberry preserves. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to Tina's Tales of Funniness. I hope you got a kick out of this one. If you're looking forward to listening to another really great podcast that is family-friendly and edutainment at its finest, please listen to Paul and Donna on Varmint's podcast. They talk about a different animal every week, and no, they're not animal experts, but they're learning a whole lot as they go along. And if you can give them a few cents or a few dollars or whatever you want to out of the generosity of your heart to their Patreon, it would be very much appreciated. Thanks again for listening.